coming up on this episode, we begin with the least popular emoji, Dance Canadian Adventures, and how we like our iced cream. Then we get into some week's tech news, including internet over infrared and some fun summertime picks. Stick around, it all starts right now. This is Don't Panic, episode number 367, recorded July 17th, 2023. The Transformation of Tame Sean, colon, A Sizzling Summer. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Don't Panic, the technology podcast on gadgets, the internet, and number one on that list. You, I'm Sean Jennings, joined by two guys who are here for one reason, and that is to celebrate National Zookeeper Appreciation Week. It's Colby Ravindu and Dan Miller. Good evening, gentlemen. Hi, Sean. That's a true fact I did not make up. And it was National <laughs> Ice Cream Day yesterday. Is that right? Because I feel like it was yes. just National Ice Cream Day. But wasn't National Ice Cream Day in June? Or was that National Milkshake Day or something? No, that was National... Well, National Donut Day, I think, was in June. Oh, okay. The donut and the ice cream place are right next to each other. There you go. A winning combination. And today... Today is World Emoji Day. Ooh. So, celebrate your... <laughs> like, specifically, like, the the emoji of the world? Like, <laughs> that would be funny each day because there's a couple different perspectives that's that's true it's relative no. to where in the where in the world mm. you are it's all emo- we celebrate them all today even the ones we never use wow what's your favorite obscure emoji my favorite obscure emoji i would have to look i would have to look because it's obscure right but i do think sure. Um, my favorite obscure emoji. I do like, I think the household items don't get enough play Mm -hmm. where it's like a bathtub or like a light bulb or there's a one where it's like, it's a saw. It's just like a hand saw. I like the broom. broom Oh, broom's great. Oh, look, there's one. See, there's, I've never, there's one where it's like a mousetrap where it's like a piece of cheese with a box and a stick, like where you pull the stick (laughs) out. Oh yeah. There's an emoji of that. Wow. There's so many of these. I wonder what the least used emoji are in the U.S. I'm sure that that's uh, my guess is it's got to be some of the country flags. That would be when you get to the end of the list and it's every (laughs) there's got to be. It's pretty deep. Uh, Here, least used emoji. Um. Oh, well, I don't know if I believe this. This is uh, emojisvilla.com. Says the least used emojis of this year. No, this can't be right. <laughs> yeah, this is I, I gotta try. What about Emojipedia? Uh, oh, well, here's a Mashable article. They seem like a very, uh, a very legitimate website if it would actually load. Uh, I can tell you the most popular emojis, um, which would not surprise yeah, you, that, yeah. um, are the uh, the heart, the fire, uh, the smiley face. Um, here we go. The least used emojis uh, from Twitter. So this is real time use tracked on Twitter. So the, the, the least used on Twitter, the well, ones that just say formerly real time, probably. Well, yeah, exactly. Um, the ones that just say A, B, C, D on them. The non-potable water symbol, which is a little oh, water important. faucet with a no through it. Um, the do not litter symbol. 
passport control, the little official guy holding a passport. Uh, the train going down the mountain. Um, the Rolodex, which is funny that oh, they still yeah. have that. <laughs> um, and the logo for baggage claim, which is a little piece of luggage uh, in a rectangle. So there you go. Those are some of the least used. Interesting. Emojis. Yeah, because at least all the country flags, they have a an inset audience for each of those. Someone's sure. going to use them eventually. Guaranteed. I like I don't even know if these count as emojis, but if you scroll far enough down in the symbol picker, there are like the dominoes, like the chess pieces. Oh, yeah, there's definitely some fun ones I like Those way count. down there. That's why I got to like get better about searching playing cards. There's a whole deck of cards in there. <laughs> wow. You know, you pay for one. They give you the whole deck. It's crazy. How do they make any money on this thing? <laughs> yeah, this mm -hmm. is I do like all the no symbols. There's no smoking, no bicycling, no running. An 18 with a line through it. No one under 18. No phones. I got to be more negative in my emojis. <laughs> Fantastic. So anyway, what's uh, what's the scoop, guys? It's been a little while since we've been together. Summertime, we're usually some busy gents. I've seen Colby in person uh, since our last recording. Dan, I know you've been off the charts. Yeah. Wait, when was the last time we did a show? Uh, that would be back in June, June 26th. June 26th. Okay, so I had just come back from the New York thing. Wait, but was I there? No, I wasn't no, there for that one. No, you missed that one. Ah, that was just Colby. I was going to say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. Yeah, all sorts of things have happened. Um, went to New York. Uh, continued to enjoy the ability to use Apple Pay to pay for the subway, uh, which is great. Any other interesting New York things that happened? Well, we went to this... Um, well, actually, I won't tell that story. I'll tell you all later. <laughs> okay. Fair <laughs> don't enough. Want that one, don't want that one recorded. Fair uh, enough. <laughs> Dan committed a crime. <laughs> um, yeah. No, it, it was good. It was mostly a lot of work. Went to Victoria, Canada, That and that was exciting. And named after the queen. Named after I don't know a queen. True. Yeah. Um, I believe it was named after a queen and, and this was, so we stayed in this fancy hotel, um, and called, I forget what it was called, but they had all of these photos of a queen. I don't know if they were photos. I guess they were, they're like very early photos of what appeared to be a queen. And I assumed that this was the, the, the titular queen Victoria, if you will. Uh, and it was not. It was the queen who visited Victoria, stayed at this hotel, and then gifted this hotel a china set, which is used for their afternoon tea. And their afternoon tea is like a whole production. Mm. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of plates. Um, so so that was interesting. Uh, the Another interesting thing that happened in Victoria was it's a, a seaside town. It's very picturesque but not necessarily a vacation destination, I would think. And in the harbor was a giant green boat. And 
if you looked at it for a little bit, you'd recognize that it was a yacht, but it didn't look like other yachts. It had, it was like very minimalist. It was just green. It had no deck. It didn't have the helicopter pad, but it was huge. Uh, and then we took a tour one day and the tour guide mentioned like, oh, that boat is worth a hundred million dollars. And fun fact, it costs $10 million a year to operate. And I was like, I have to know what, <laughs> where do those $10 million go every year? Like, what are the expenses? And the most shocking thing, and I Googled it and he was right, or at least the internet agrees with him that it is worth a hundred million dollars. It's owned by the guy who owns Anheuser-Busch. I don't know what he was doing in Victoria, Canada for the entire week. And he'd been there for some time or his boat has been at least. Uh, There are, I think it was eight, six or eight crew members are required to operate the boat, but only four people can stay on it. So the number of people on the boat or maybe it was six six guests and eight crew members that sounds more right six guests and eight crew members so the the guests are i don't even know what you call the the people the people who are not required for the boat to operate are outnumbered by the people who who are required for the boat to operate uh which seems weird for a boat but i i have to imagine that's that's where uh all the money goes or not all of it but some of it because you got to I don't think you can just pick up anyone off the street and say, hey, like, I'd like to hire you to drive this giant yacht for a couple days. I think you have to have a staff. And that means you have to have more than those amount of people on payroll. Because what if someone gets sick or something? I don't know. So that was just very eye opening. And have we have we lost Sean? I don't know. The kids are taking over. Um, So, yeah, that was Victoria, Canada. It was pretty cool. We took a boat there from seattle so we transited we got into canada yet another way besides flying uh and did the passport control over there and everything it was pretty crazy nice uh yeah what's what's, uh is customs in in a boat port different (laughs) not really not really you get you get off the boat and then you're I imagine it worked the same way when you mentioned that you took the cruise and you get shuffled into this building and kind of like in another country, there's this line and there's a certain number of people processing people and then you go through. Uh, The weird thing about visiting Canada is I think before you even go, they ask you if you've ever been convicted of a DUI because in Canada, that's a felony and you are not allowed to enter the country ever if you've ever been convicted of a wow drunk driving yep well so I've never been convicted of drunk driving <laughs> boy, <laughs> boy am i gonna think twice that's a strong deterrent can't there's a lot of nice stuff in canada yeah niagara falls the other side uh snow banff banff oh yeah banff the water is so blue i know i would love to go uh, doop, doop, doop. let's see. That's I think those are all the exciting things that have happened to me, except for going swimming in the lake last weekend. Nice. Yeah. How about you? What have you been uh, up to since? So wait, what does this mean? Was this the mean the last podcast that I was on was June fifth? 
Looks like June it. Fifth. Yep. Oh my god. I had to open my <laughs> calendar. Uh let's see what has happened. So most recently uh Phil rolled through town. He stayed at my house for like eight hours. I heard about this. Got got here at eleven PM. Right. Uh we slept and then he left <laughs> at like eight in the morning. <laughs> I see. and just like that he was gone. Yeah. He he brought me some some creme de cacao from Vietnam Ooh. because apparently he's friends with a person who started a brewer uh, a distillery in Vietnam. Ooh. And they're they're trying to make whiskey, but the problem with whiskey is you have to age it. So at the beginning, <laughs> you have to find other things to do to make money. Now, do you know about one of my favorite cocktails of twentieth century? Um, vaguely, but can you remind me? I I reposted it in the chat. It uses creme de cacao, and this is perfect. Yeah, actually, there's another version. Hang on a second. That's one version. Creme de cacao is one of those things where, like, you don't come across things that use it that often. And when I do, I usually just think, like, oh, well, I don't have any of that. So I just never make it. But now. Yeah. So there's the 19th and the 20th century cocktails. Hmm. One uses gin, one uses bourbon. Ooh. So depending on what you're in the mood for. But both use creme de cacao. Amazing. Boy, I wish I had this. Before we started the show. <laughs> Sean, are you back? Am I back? It sounds like it. Okay, that's encouraging. Uh, all of a sudden, you two just like bl- your screens just blacked out. And I thought I was the one still going. But turns out you two were the ones still going. So, yeah, but I was afraid off to... into two different universes. <laughs> I, well, that's I was afraid because it was like the only thing I think it was refreshing the page. And then you get that like, you know, changes may not be saved. Leave. And I'm like, oh, no, I was really scared. So <laughs> I had to build up the courage to hit refresh. So don't let me interrupt the uh, the thrilling conversation from my absence. cocktail talk. Oh, uh, Phil Phil stayed at my house for eight hours, and he he brought me a bottle of creme de cacao, which is like oh, it's like that's very chocolate nice. liqueur. But we were just talking about cocktails that use well, that. Although, hang on though, because he brings you chocolate liqueur, delicious, fantastic, on trend. He comes to my house. He brings me gross plum liqueur <laughs> that you can't make a single cocktail with, no matter how much you Google, and it's weird. I feel I, I don't feel good about that. I got to be honest. <laughs> Sorry, Sean. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah. It's not all about me. You can try some of the creme de cacao when you come back. Yeah, there you go. This weekend, I'm going to see my I'm seeing so much cold. You know what? This is I got to right. tell you guys, feel- this has been the summer of me leaving my I've never been more socially active in my life. <laughs> Colby and I, we hung out for an afternoon for his birthday. We went to Maryland. We're going to Seattle. I'm go- we're going to New York City in September. I mean, like, come on. This is this is it. true. It's finally is happening. It, is this uh what's his name? Dean, what's his name? Is this, is your are you doing that bit? Who am I thinking of? What bit? Two thousand eight presidential candidate Dean. Oh, Howard, Howard, Howard Dean. Dean. Howard Dean. There we go. And we're, we're going, going to Oregon, Seattle. and we're going to Maryland, and we're going, and then we're going to take him back to the White House. Yeah. 
I'm uh, fired the up, good guys. old days I'm fired up and what's gonna happen is tomorrow night um or tomorrow when i get home from work my mother's gonna say sean what were you doing on the show last night you were so loud <laughs> and i'm gonna say i was celebrating the summer of action i know we need to come up with a a, a term for this there's there's hot girl summer but but what is this <laughs> bland boy summer <laughs> podcast no, boy summer so it has to do have something to do with sean it has to have the name the name sean mm. in it uh-huh the 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 sean get some sun tour <laughs> we'll, we'll work on that we'll come up with i mean i do you have do to ask pretty tan for thank you uh i'm not um <laughs> but thank you for saying it's all in the lighting and in the little gleam of sweat i've also never sweated more than i have this summer that could be all the pounds <laughs> i've gained but it's also been a hot summer um, and I was going to ask you, Colby, I actually had a question for you. You spent eight hours in a car driven by me um, going through uh, New York and through New Jersey and Connecticut. I got to ask, how would you rate the experience? Tell tell the people. You can be honest. Hey, listen, I'm not going to take any any <laughs> offense good. here. I I wouldn't do it all the time. But I, I do enjoy revisiting all the uh, Sean Jennings approved road road, you know, car games of 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 my youth. So I remember them. All. I'm so, I'm a I'm such a dad when I drive. Right. And did you enjoy the Sean Jennings approved road trip playlists, a.k.a. the CDs that are in the car? <laughs> I wish I had CDs. No music. Oh, no, the no more seat. CDs. No. Serious no. XM. Yeah. Mm. They, they DJ, although we, I did joke with them, you know, with the satellite radio, they have like a loop. And if you drive long, it like it's like a six hour loop. But if you drive long enough, you'll notice the same station starts to play the same songs in the same order. It's pretty funny. Yeah. So that's how I knew we had had enough. I had uh, fun, though. It was uh, solid. We did a little like Dan, we did like a friend's pilgrimage because we stopped. So me and Laura and Heather drove in heather's car to kaylee's in in north haven or where do they live Hampton. it's new haven or north haven and i always mix them up i'm with you and so so we drove to connecticut and then we we stopped at their house and saw their baby and sean met us and picked us up and then we drove on to maryland wow yeah we saw we stopped at one of the jersey turnpike rest stops that everyone talks about vince lombardi the it's the good one yeah. it was it was fancier than any other rest stop i've ever been to we had Dunkin' Donuts from a great Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah, it was it was like a shed. Yeah, it had no inside. Like you couldn't go inside. You could go through the drive-through or walk up to the window and order. And it was excellent Dunkin' Donuts. The coffee was great. It was actually. It was very good. Yeah. yeah. It was a 10 out of 10 road trip, you know. Land Boy Summers off to a hot start. Mhm. Off to a temperate start. <laughs> All right, I've I've got ChatGPT to come up with some ideas for what to call oh, this summer thing. Perfect. Uh, yes. Sean Sunshine Shenanigan Summer. That's a tough one to say. Sean Very Summer of Surprises. Simmering oh, Sean that's Summer. Threatening. Okay. Sean Scintillating Summer Saga. Oh. Sean Sean Summer Shakeup. The transformation of Tame Sean colon a sizzling summer. Okay, that that's that's a lot. Sean sparkling summer splurge. Okay, these are. I, what was the long one? Read that again. The uh, 
The Transformation of Tame Sean, colon, A Sizzling Summer. That's fantastic. It's got a subtitle. I mean, how do you do better than that? <laughs> That's awesome. Title. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the, the tough thing is going to be, though, following it up with Sean's uh, depressed and anxious gray winter. <laughs> it's going to be it's going to be awesome. <laughs> uh, have we talked about my uh, screen door? I think we did. And how it yes. constantly pops itself open. It just popped itself open. So I'm going to go close it again. OK, we'll we'll handle things from here. Uh, I don't know how we're going to handle things from here. I said that and I wasn't thinking. It was very foolish of me. Yep. Just shut off the... Why is Dan's camera moving? Oh, he has the weird computer. It's following him. I'm getting, like, dizzy. It looks like it's moving. (laughs) Awesome. So what else is good, guys? I did have a, a talking point question, if you were interested. Always sure a, a discussion point because I am not I like ice cream. I'm not a huge ice cream guy, but I was in. The, why are you giving me that look, Colby? What's that look? Shaking my head. <laughs> I don't want it at home. Actually, I like getting ice cream out. I don't eat a lot at home anyway. Okay, I was going down the ice cream aisle at the supermarket and the confections are out of control. They have every type of bar, every type of stick, every type of cone. I'm not talking about like the tub of ice cream. I'm talking about the pre-made sort of different things. They got fruit. They got chocolate. They got everything you can imagine. And I left with a box of plain sandwich bar ice cream bars. The ones with the little chocolate and then the white vanilla ice cream in between your classic schoolyard sandwich bar ice cream. And it was amazing. But I was going to ask you guys... Do you guys have a preferred ice cream confection that you look forward to in a hot summer like this? And what counts as a confection? This is not a topping, or is it a topping? No, it would be anything that's not a scoop or a topping, not a sundae or anything. Like like a so pre-made, you so take like the wrapper. Something you'd get from like the ice cream truck. A Klondike bar or, a, you know, any, a fudgesicle or anything that kind of anything like that. Got it. I like Klondike bars. I always like my grandma used to always have creamsicles. It's a classic, like the orange. It was like orange on the outside and vanilla on the inside, but like weird flavors. Very unnatural. That was a very like 60s food concoction when they learned what chemicals were. <laughs> right. It's like you can eat them. It tastes like orange and vanilla. <laughs> and you're like, that's not right. I think the I, I think the only thing I regularly have that meets this description is an ice cream sandwich. Does that even count? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. I, yeah. Otherwise, I'm just pure ice cream. You you just go right for the scoop. Yeah. I now, like things went, on my ice cream. Well, what do you like on your ice cream? Let's I like if there's if there's an ice cream that uh, incorporates Butterfinger in an interesting way. I think that's really good. A vanilla with Butterfinger in it ice cream. Mm. Uh, like a sort of, well, I don't know what the, the, like the milkshakes with the candy blended up in them sort of situation. Yeah, the blizzard kind the blizzards, of. Blizzards. Or right. there's a, what are the, what's the McDonald's call them? McFlurry. Mc, there we go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I used to love the Butterfinger McFlurry. Yeah. Rest in peace. 
to a real one. Well, you can get them at a lot of normal ice cream shops. If you look look on the on the menu, they'll have some analogous flurry thing. Right. But that's that's it for me. I have been eating. I have been. There's an ice cream place here. Did I tell you about the weird ice cream place that does only bizarre flavors in Seattle called Salt and Straw? No. It's no. Let, let's pull up what their what their current flavors are. Uh, da, 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 da. let's see flavors. Okay, their their current um thing isn't that weird because it's berry themed. Wild Forge Berry Slab Goat Cheese Marionberry Habanero. That's weird. Uh, and then Honey Lavender is a classic. Cinnamon Snickerdoodle, olive oil ice cream, pear and blue cheese, mm, uh, salted cheese. malted coconut chip cookie dough, all really good. Uh, yeah. I want to go there. This is cool. We can make that happen. This is oh, cool. I, I, I'm, you know me, I am a sucker for like special flavors. Like I'll try any, whatever the wacky new. Um, so this is, this kind of stuff's right at my alley. I just like the cold, the the texture of ice cream is good. I mean, I like that it's sweet. But I like but are, the but do you Imagine like uh, if it was savory? <laughs> it would be like I'm sure cold, someone's done it. Cold chicken pate or something. <laughs> oh, God. That's not that. <laughs> no, I'm like, just trying to think of an analogous savory texture. Like, <laughs> I think <laughs> I, my point, Colby, is I think it is important that it's sweet. <laughs> <laughs> oh man well here, here's an article from uh, brit.co savory ice cream recipes a sweet corn ice cream it has the word sweet in it <laughs> okay your queso cheddar cheese ice cream that okay great. um sriracha ice cream that's not that exciting let's see what else is on here no I won't like no a, churn buttered popcorn and candied bacon ice cream. Yeah, these aren't particularly maybe. savory. I felt very misled. Right. It like it has bacon in it. That's I wanted like pork ice cream. <laughs> Barbecue ice cream. Yeah. And if you're go, go, you know, Hey, that that does that does have some sweetness in it, though. I, I don't think that would be that bad. That's true. Yeah, I want some weird ice creams. The, the San Francisco had good weird ice creams. Mm-hmm. Really excellent weird ice creams. And it's just like doesn't exist here, really. Like there are local ice cream places like JP Licks is a is a Boston institution where like you know, they have like interesting like they have flavors you can't buy at the grocery store, but it's just like it's ice cream. It's it's the I feel like it falls into the large circle of the Venn diagram or something. I don't know. It's not it's not weird. It's good, but it's not weird. I well, miss I, weird ice cream. That's surprising. You think Maybe you I'm get some you think you get right some MIT kids in there, you know, Dude, making some ice cream that's never existed before. Yeah, maybe I'm maybe I'm not I'm just I just haven't tried the right the right location. Well, you know, that's an interesting concept for an ice cream plate. Here we go. We're always inventing new businesses here on the show. I'm shocked we're not billionaires. You know, when we were at the uh, Yankee Candle Factory, um, oh, Colby and I, they have a yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm going to get there. I'm going to get to ice cream. I promise. <laughs> uh, 
they have a, a, a thing you can do where you can make your own candle smell. So they'll give you a neutral wax and they have like 50 different scents and you can mix in a little bit of this and a little bit of that and they'll make the candle right in front of you. And then you take your candle home. Why couldn't you start with a neutral ice cream base with a wide selection of flavor ingredients? Obviously, not necessarily big. Some could be big chunks, but it could just simply be flavors and concoct your own ice cream like there. I mean, that's basically what Cold Stone was, right? Yeah, but I mean, I want to get really like, A, I want to get crazy, and B, it's not just mix-ins. Like, you really start with a neutral base, like as plain as you can make it. (laughs) Right, it's only vanilla ice cream, that's it. Yeah, and then it's like, you want to put honey in it, go right ahead. You want to put other things, go right ahead, you know? Yeah, I guess. Have you guys seen the Ninja Creamy? No. Yes. This has been, this is like the new trendy uh, giant expensive thing for your counter um, where it is, it is a uh, ice cream maker from the ninja people um, <laughs> where, where you can Just make your own, a sentence, you know, from, from the, from our good friends at Ninja um, and it will make you uh, ice cream on demand for the low, low price of, uh, well, you got to get the better model, $249. Um, and all of them are out of stock though. So well, that's what oh, I'm no. saying. It's super popular. Like I'm not, it, it's, I'm telling you these are selling out like crazy. Cause apparently it's got a creamify technology and that's trademarked <laughs> with dual drive motors and the creamerizer paddle. Oh boy. And you can turn almost anything into ice cream, sorbet, <laughs> milkshakes and more with creamify technology. Challenge accepted. So that's what I'm saying. So we could really mix it up, you know? <laughs> literally literally you can creamify anything to dream come true <laughs> it's an 11 Isn't in one machine they do with like bodies creamify them they're cremated it's i guess cremation. <laughs> they, they are walking a, a dangerous line there yeah <laughs> it's a fine line so here you go so with this you can make Ice cream, sorbet, gelato, Italian ice, slushy, a cremacino, whatever that is, frozen yogurt, and frozen drinks right at home. So you can make cocktails. You can make frozen cocktails with this thing. I mean, I have a blender. Yeah, but it's not. It doesn't have cream. Does your blender have creamified technology? No. <laughs> so it's a non-cremating they, blender. <laughs> they got. They got you there. You know, can't can't really argue with that. Anyway, um, I just had to mention because I've seen people buy this and I'm like, I'm all for the stupid kitchen gadget. There's no possible way you can make so much ice cream. This is cost effective. (laughs) Nor or requires like Colby, I would love for you to find room in your kitchen for a creamy. We do. So we do have the KitchenAid ice cream maker attachment, which is like. But that. That's a lot more efficient, right? It's it's a little more practical, um, but yeah, I'm pretty sure I saw a wire cutter thing about the this the Ninja Creamy, and they said eh. not so much, <laughs> not so much. Yeah, but anyway, wow is the is the KitchenAid ice cream maker attachment just a different bowl? Uh, it's a bowl and also a, a mixer. Oh, attachment I things. see. So the bowl is like 
uh, it's like if you made an ice pack into a KitchenAid bowl. Mm-hmm. So you have to freeze the bowl overnight before you use it. And mm-hmm. then um, you make your ice cream base and then you uh, put the bowl in your KitchenAid with the special paddle thing. And then you like pour in your ice cream base. Uh, and and the cold the coldness of the bowl makes your with the spinning makes your goop into ice cream. And what is your review of the of this appliance? It works okay. It's the 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 problem we have. It takes a lot of forethought. Like we don't have enough room in our mm-hmm. freezer to keep the bowl in the freezer. So. If you want to do it, you have to remember to put the bowl in the freezer. And also, like, often ice cream bases are like, you make it and then you let it sit in the fridge overnight and then you make your ice cream. So it's like a double whammy of thinking ahead. We've only done it a couple of times. They came out pretty good, though. It was tasty. Actually, now I want to do it again. Let's talk about ice cream. <laughs> That that was my trick with this line of Put questioning. The in the fridge, just right. to get just to get you hungry, get them hungry. So hungry. Awesome. Yeah. Well, any other uh, assorted nonsense happening here? No, no. It's all sense in these parts. Well, speaking of nonsense. Uh, there are some tech stories in the rundown here. Uh, middle of the summer, slow time for tech news, so not a ton to talk about, but there's uh, haptic feedback shirts for video games. There's the new default font in Office. New emojis this year, uh, transmitting Wi-Fi by light. Um, YouTube videos at double the speed. Any of that sound appealing? Or something else. Light? What? Let's talk about it. It's not Wi-Fi. It's Li-Fi. Get it? Because Li is for light. Uh, there's a new uh, standard uh, from the IEEE, pronounced A, uh, who is behind Wi-Fi. Um, it uses uh, infrared to transmit data between 10 megabits per second all the way up to 9.6 gigabits per second using invisible Infrared light, uh, it's officially recognized as a physical layer for uh, wireless local area networks, um, which means that because it's official, um, they uh, it's not going to compete against Wi-Fi. They'll be interoperable. Um, uh, as I'm reading farther down the article, um, the cool thing about it is uh, it's very fast. Um, it's also very difficult to hack because it's happening over light. Um, unfortunately, it can't go through a wall, so it requires a direct line of sight uh, with not too much radio interference. So it, it's got pros and cons. The interesting thing is the combination of Wi-Fi and Li-Fi together, um, powering each other at the same time, improving one another. Um, you know, Wi-Fi when there's not a direct line, those sorts of things. We're certainly a long way from uh, from this being a thing uh, in most people's homes, but uh, already there's companies saying they're going to be putting out uh, things like light bulbs that include both Wi-Fi and Li-Fi um, as a way to improve local networks. Light bulbs. Weird. 
Does it does it not work if you stand in front? <laughs> like the people get in the way too? I assume so. Yes. Hmm. Sounds inconvenient. Yeah, I don't know how useful this will be. And is anyone complaining that their Wi-Fi is too slow? I don't know. My Wi-Fi is great now. I got a new router. Does it say does it say what the latency is? Like I imagine it's better. Mm. Because that could be useful, but but it, it could, right because like I think the only problem that people have with Wi-Fi these days is if they're trying to play video games or do conference calls over it. Sometimes it's a little bit laggy. Uh, but you wouldn't want to do either of those things where if the dog stands in the wrong place, you just get disconnected either. So I don't like it. It reminds me of remember like the '90s, the laptops had the infrared port, and you could put two laptops next to each other. They could they could connect over infrared. Hell yeah. Like, oh, yeah, I never actually got to use that. I remember reading about it, uh, which sounded cool, but doesn't sound that generally useful. So uh, there's a the company that is first coming out with items that use Wi-Fi. They have a little list here of benefits. Um, uh, More connections without congestions. It doesn't use radio frequencies. So if you're in an area, I think of parts like. You know, one time we I work in a screw factory next to a screw factory. We tried to fly a drone through there once for a dramatic shot. Um, and when we took it up, it immediately nosedived and crashed. There was so much radio interference inside that metal building um, that infrared could potentially um, offer an alternative. Uh, there's also um, the security benefits um, inherently secure um, because it's a direct line of light. So you physically have to be there to be in between it. Um, the idea would also be that Li-Fi does the heavy lifting of a high bandwidth test. So it's sort of like if you, if you've ever had a device that's Bluetooth and Wi-Fi, and it'll use Bluetooth, but then it'll switch to direct Wi-Fi for heavy tasks. It's kind of that idea where if you have a very large file, it may use uh, the alternative. So there are a few benefits at least that could potentially, I don't think you'd ever get all your internet over it, but it's an interesting, um, interesting secondary way, I would suppose. Um, just in case. Oh, I see in the little diagram, they're like, it's like in the ceiling. It's like a light shining down upon you and your device. Yes, which I'm so excited for all the people who say they're allergic to Wi-Fi to start getting these because then they're really going to have a bad day. Sure. Infrared. Get my brain. (laughs) So there you go. You never know. All right. That is one story, gentlemen. What else? What else? What else? What else? What else? Don't all It's crazy that there hasn't been more, but I guess it is the summer. Yeah, I'm, I, you know, normally there's a couple, there's usually one or two big stories I kind of avoid just because they're kind of complex. We, we haven't really talked about the Microsoft Activision FTC thing, but. Right. Microsoft we haven't talked one. about threads and Mastodon and Blue Sky and Twitter and. Yeah. Co-host uh, and. <laughs> well, we and, and we can't, you know, I, I thought about including on the rundown. We can talk about it. My whole thing on threads is I think it's just too early. Too you early. You know, apparently. Everyone signed up, then nobody was using it. 
because everyone said the numbers crash, but Twitter's numbers also crash. So people are using something. Um, so I don't, I don't know that threat. I used it on the first like two days and then stopped using threads. So I don't know. Got, what, yeah, what do you guys oh, use? I got overwhelmed with all the algorithmic content. Like I followed like three people and there were trillions of things in my, there's some very dumb stuff out there. Watch any of it. Yeah, I signed up for it. I read it once a day, and it's mostly <laughs> me. It's mostly the guy, the Instagram co-founder, uh, <laughs> saying things, which is kind of interesting. And then celebrities and politicians, mm. which is a niche that I have been missing since since Twitter imploded. So I get some value from that. Uh but I'm mostly using I, Mastodon is mostly where the people that are saying things that are interesting to me are saying them. Uh, it's where I like actually find links and click on them and actually read them and enjoy it. Uh, so that's the one I read most closely. And Blue Sky seems to have become like the, I think someone made this joke early on. But hey, you liked what Twitter you like the, what Twitter was, come join Blue Sky. It's exactly the same. And it's true of the UI. It's true of the like the the main characterishness of it all and everything. And I think, you know, there can be benefits to, to that. Uh, but it's very much like stepping back in time there. And Mastodon feels more like an RSS feed with people talking, yeah. which is which is what I want, I think, in in my old age. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I like I like Mastodon too. Yeah, Dan, your so. recommendations really helped uh, flush mine out. So oh, thank good. you for that. <laughs> um, I actually that's probably after Twitter my second most used. Uh, Blue Sky, uh, the app signed me out at some point, and then I just never signed back in. That one just sort of never caught on. I'm I'm still mostly on Twitter uh, to my great shame and embarrassment. Um, but what I, the problem I did with threads was I started following all my Twitter followers on threads, hoping it'd be a replacement. But now the two feeds are the same. So it's not really doing much for me, unfortunately. Right. They're the same. Social media. Yes, sir. Still a thing. Whether you like but it or barely. Not. <laughs> Only you just. know, it doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like it's still a thing mm. to me. In the That's way an that interesting it, question. In the way that it used to be, like I think in the 2010s, and now we have to come up with a name for that, like we did with the aughts. Uh, there was this idea of like, here's the social network that is like a big tent social network for everything. Facebook, there's like many different kinds of people at on Facebook, not everyone, but many different kinds. It's not just, you know, Twitter, but for math professors, it's like everything. Same thing with Twitter. Same thing with Instagram. Instagram wasn't just celebrities and it wasn't just photographers and it wasn't just lifestyle influencers. It was everything. Now it feels more like this is Twitter for math professors which is great. There are a lot of benefits to Twitter for math professors. If you're a math professor or you want to learn about math, that's going to be way more helpful. But you're never going to see something that's not that. 
and also it's sort of unequivocally uh, obvious when you should ban someone. It's like this, you know, sir, this is a Wendy's like, sir, this is math Twitter. We, (laughs) we're not here to talk about uh, uh, why, you know, Holocaust denialism. Um, So, uh, but, uh, but then on the other hand, that's the way the internet used to be before, you know, 2008 or so. Uh, and it was great back then. Forums, love forums, love me a good forum. Uh, so I'm actually, I'm optimistic and interested in the marketer's perspective. Because last time we talked about this, Sean, you were like, yeah, like nothing's really changed. Um, but I don't know. I don't know if things if things are changing. But it does seem like in 10 years, things will have changed. I don't think Twitter's going to be the Twitter that it was. Uh, and I don't think that there will be another social network in the future that is everybody. It might be just young people. It might be just math nerds, but it won't be. This is a cross section of any given country society. That's my hot take. Hmm. That is very interesting. I would argue TikTok is that now. Pretty intersectional. Um, but for me, are there older people on TikTok? But the, yeah, I that's true. There's like, you know, cooking and pets and it's the everything businesses for content. Yeah, yeah that's true. I, from the marketer perspective, it's just, this answer is simply where the people are. We're tech people. We care about the platforms. Marketing people don't give a shit at what the platform is. It doesn't matter. It's just where the people are. That's why TikTok's hot right now, because they've got more people than everyone else. You know, if the marketers can, also like there are other things that they care about. You could have a huge social network with no click throughs. Right. And then no one's going to buy ads on your on your thing. Yeah, but here's the thing. You don't need big click-throughs if you've got... I, I'll, I will tell you, as someone who has ran like Instagram ads and stuff, the click-throughs not great. It's really not. But you got people seeing them. Now, certain platforms do have different benefits, right? LinkedIn is a very different audience than Instagram. But if you're just going for... If you're Pepsi and you're just going for pure volume, you're going to go to where the people are regardless of what you're trying to accomplish. So there's that element. But for me, what's I think the most interesting trend that I've seen is the early days of social networking, MySpace, Facebook at its inception was very was very small networks, very personal networks. And as it grew, it grew very wide. As you look at an Instagram or a Twitter or a TikTok, where it's been very follow the world, follow everybody, trends that wide. And I feel like it's becoming narrow again. Mm hmm. And I think you were getting to this a little bit, Dan, where you look at platforms. Honestly, don't sleep on Snapchat. I'm serious. We're old, so we don't. Young people are still using it. Platforms like that. I think Instagram is going to start pivoting a little more insular. And that's why I think platform Mastodon's a great example of a very more insular networks. Facebook groups is a great example. That's blown up over the last couple of years because I just don't think there's an appetite as much for a Twitter of the world. And by the way, TikTok is popular because it's algorithmic. So you're not actually getting the world. You're getting your little insular world of things you like. So uh, that to me is the next, maybe it'll widen again in the future, but in the short term, I think it's going to be a lot more about your friends, very specific people you want to hear from and algorithmically fed stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think like like do a lot of people post on TikTok or is is it like I don't have a TikTok because I'm old. 
but 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 is it more like I don't know. Like, do you post on TikTok, Sean? Should I be following you on TikTok? I, are you just there to like? Have I don't stuff? post on any social media anywhere. I'm very much sure. the the quiet guy. But I will tell you, as somebody who works with people in their 20s, unlike ancient 30 year olds like us, um, they do, and they and they actually try. And it's not just like you know. I it's funny. Fa- one of my favorite things every day is Facebook memories. Where they do that thing where it's like 11 years ago, what you posted, because it's so fascinating how different it is now. Back in those days, it was like going to work, you know, (laughs) can't wait to see you guys this weekend. And now the content is like generated with the with the purpose of getting a reaction or of it's shot like a movie, like you're scripting it ahead of time. And I do think people, uh, especially at a younger age, are doing that on TikTok. And I think that's, by the way, I think that's going to go away because I think people are soon going to realize it's not, the juice ain't worth the squeeze. You're not going to get what you want out of it. Um, and they'll go back to more friend-to-friend content. Sure. That makes sense. But I'm also the world's worst expert on this. So, <laughs> I mean, and by the way, as an advertiser, uh, as a marketer, I'll tell you, I do not give a shit about threads. Don't give a shit about Mastodon. Don't even really give a shit about Twitter mainly because of how volatile it is. You go to TikTok and you go to Instagram and you go to the stable places where the people are. Um, and those, you still get a great return on your money. So, um, you know, stick even Facebook, you, you go where, you know, sure. Hmm. Social media. Yeah. I don't, I don't get, get off this crazy train and I don't, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> It's do not we stream on Facebook. Do we do we stream live? Are we live right now? Colby, we're live in the triple cast. We're live triple on YouTube, cast. Facebook, and Twitch. Oh my god. Simultaneously. Simulcast. Remember when we first started and we were using Google Hangouts on air? I do. That's Back in the day. The Pour one out. Which by the way, I, we didn't mention this. We just it's just a tough time. We blew past our 10 year anniversary in June. Wow. Because we were just doing stuff. And by blue past, you mean totally missed it because we didn't have a show that day. Totally missed it. Uh, Yeah, no, the the 19th, June 19th, uh, 2013 was our first ever uh, first ever episode recorded. Wow. If you can believe it. We did it one decade. I I can't think of anything I've done consistently for a decade. That is (laughs) that is mental. I, I actually did try to count how many times the three of us collectively moved in that 10 years. Oh, like, like location. Like, time. yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And I think it was, it was over 20. I think by the time I finished counting, it was, it was a pretty healthy number. I mean, I did at least five or six. Yeah. Cause I mean, I one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven. I think I did. How many? Oh, total, not just between country or countries, states. Yeah, like apartments. Now, I'm thinking for you. I, I know Dan. You'd one, two, five, three. Yeah. Yeah. So we're just shy of twenty. Wow, it's a lot of moving. It's too many, right? Colby, Colby moved to the West Coast. Came back. 
Dan moved to the West Coast. I moved to Houston and back. I was going to say, you two got me beat on miles. (laughs) Well, that's because we returned, Dan. We're waiting for you here. We're ready with open arms. Sean, what is the Houston baseball team? Oh, that would be your Houston Astros. Even Dan knows Come on, yeah. And they had the the big scandal with the thing. Home run. With, With the thing. You mean the garbage can? I don't know what it was, but wasn't there? They were in the news after we yes, saw they them cheated. Yeah. What what they what they would do is they would bang on a trash can to let they they would to steal pitches, essentially. Nice. Very old school. Nice. Someone was asking the other day what the Houston baseball team was. And I said, I was like, it's the Houston Astros. But for some reason, it just didn't feel right. The Houston Astronauts. As no one's I think ever I was them. getting them confused with the Expos, which are which don't exist right. anymore. Right. Right. <laughs> and so I so I, I was getting my wires crossed and it felt like I like I know there was a team called the Houston Astros. Well, how about the you, you know, the Houston basketball team? Related to the Astros in name, the, the Meteors. No, but you're getting there. The that's farther away. No, it's the Houston Rockets. Oh, the Rockets. The Rockets. And then they have the very uncleverly named football team, the Houston Texans. Really right. thought hard about that the one. Texans. Yeah. And I'll, and I'll give you a million dollars if you can name the soccer team. Yeah. I can't. I, I, was, I was talking with somebody today about this. You know, one of the things I love about Major League Soccer, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the teams, but... MLS expanded a lot recently. The original teams in the MLS all have cheesy 90s names, where it's like the San Jose Earthquake and the and the Houston Dynamo. <laughs> like like it's it's these really lame team names. All the new teams, like the other half, all have European style names. So it's like Kansas City Football Club. Mm-hmm. And so you'll see the ticker go by and it'll be like the San Jose Earthquakes played, you know, uh, New York or inner Miami is the new is the new expansion team. Uh, and that just always makes me laugh. Nice. The strange juxtaposition. Do they have uh, like mascots still or is it just? I don't know no if they have business. It's just they're they're against that European style. They're very serious. They got the, the, the scarves, the rally scarves. Which, by the way, do you guys know Major League Cricket is starting in the U.S.? Oh, my God. No. I I was um, I was talking to a colleague of mine who's a cricket fan. Um, and apparently next year, the World Cricket Cup is happening in the U.S. It's like the it's like the soccer World Cup, mm-hmm. but for cricket. And so there are uh, how many there are six teams in the U.S. League. Uh, the Los Angeles Knight Riders, the San Francisco Unicorns. Um, what is this one? This is New York, this, but that, their that, logo doesn't. That have is, name I can't tell if that's the best or worst name. The San Francisco Unicorns. The Washington. If, if it were any the Washington other Freedom, city. the Texas Super Kings, and I have got to show you the my absolute favorite. I I actually am very seriously considering buying a hat with this one. Let me share my screen. Dan, they're in your neck of the woods. I'm, of course, talking about the Seattle Orcas. Oh, hell yeah. Angry Orca with a crown and a cricket bat. And I think that's just ripped straight from the headlines. You've been reading about all the orcas (laughs) attacking the boats. Yeah, you heard it here first last year. I'm pretty sure I told you all about this last year. (laughs) 
you saw it firsthand. It's true. So those are those are your two. I just but I just love the I just love the logo. Like if you just saw that, you'd have no idea what that was about. I think so. the the San Francisco unicorns have a really missed opportunity with their their logo. That is extremely boring for a unicorn. That's just a horse and with I, a triangle on top. Come on, no rainbows, no fluffy tail. No, it's not. It's not very. It's very. The night look. The night riders got something cool. They got it going on. The Texas Super Kings. That is very confusing. Yeah. Um, and MI New York. I don't even know what the MI that, stands. That looks for. like a hurricane. Yeah. That should yeah. be the Miami team. Not thought out. But anyway, Dan, maybe we can go see a Seattle Orcas game. Yeah. <laughs> I will look into it. Because <laughs> they're they are currently in season, but I think they all play in uh two cities, North Carolina, and then there's one other city um that they're playing. They're not playing in Seattle. That kind of defeats the Damn. purpose, doesn't it? A little bit. I think eventually they'll expand, but turns out there aren't a lot of cricket grounds in the US for them <laughs> to use. So oh. anyway. I get distracted. Um, anyway, guys, I think it's about that time that we pivot on over uh, to the part of the show uh, where we do picks. Uh, each of us brings something we want to share and talk about with the world. And we've got a real range here of picks. And I think we're going to have I don't think he ever really gets to go first. Dan, what are you starting us with? Uh, a couple months ago, there was a demo for this game called Viewfinder. And what it is, is it's like a very simple premise and extremely magical. It would make a great VR game is you're in this 3D space. You have a camera. When you take a picture of something, you can take it and put it in other places and walk through it. So that's the whole premise. Um, and you can manipulate that to do crazy shit. Like take a picture of a door that's up there and then just move it down here. And then you can like walk through, walk into the picture and open the door. Um, it's really, really cool. It's a lot of fun. It's very, anyone can play it. It requires no, you know, dexterity or anything like that. It's just a really fun puzzle game. And it's coming out tomorrow on PS5 and the computer called viewfinder playstation so what have you been playing it on i play the demo on the computer uh but the full game is being released yep 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 that is fantastic and yes this does look it would be hella cool in vr yeah it would be kind of nauseating but not in like a you know walking around you know not because of it be action-packed but just like it's like an escher painting that is super cool. Yeah, and the I'm a non and kind of like a um, I'm watching the video now. Kind of like a the the Vision Pro photos. The photos are volumetric, so you take the photo, and then if you move off axis, it's actually a 3D photo. And so, like all of those objects are kind of there. It's so crazy. It feels like a magic trick, and and it feels like you've given your computer or your PlayStation like a new capability it never had before. But it's it's all just 2D on the screen. Whoa. Fantastic. The video, it looks crazy. You always find the fun stuff, man. That's awesome. 
Look forward to that. Viewfinder coming soon to a Steam or PlayStation near you. Thank you, Dan. Uh, I'll go next and we'll let Colby take us home. Um, Guys, I had a, a coaster catastrophe on my hands. You see, about 10 years ago, I bought these uh, on Etsy. Classic Sean Jennings coaster. You, you've seen these for, listen, you know them, you love them, but they're the worst coasters on the planet. A, because they weigh a ton because they're like solid. And also because they're totally smooth. If you put a dripping drink on it, the water just runs off of it and totally defeats the purpose. Um, and also it t- drinks tend to stick to it because of whatever this is made of. And so you'll pick it up with your glass and drop it. It'll make a loud sound. Bad coaster, bad coaster. And so um, it was a wire cutter recommendation. Uh, these graft Lance felt coasters. Um, you can see I'm using one tonight. It's got some uh, condensation on it already. Uh, and they're amazing. The quality is fantastic. They look like a million bucks. They actually absorb the liquid. Uh, when you put dripping things on them and they come in a whole bunch of fun colors and shapes, you can get them rectangle square, um, whatever fits your life. Uh, the collection I got is cobblestone. Um, but they have about, I don't know, 12 different color combinations that all look like a lot of fun. So I do highly recommend these, uh, Merino wool felt coasters from graft lens. I also have a useless coaster that looks cool that I got on Etsy. looks like the, uh, oh, look at super that. smash brothers, GameCube disc. <laughs> Uh, but it has the same exact problems. So I will check that out. Yeah, I, I do. Right. And they, they do a ton of uh, like this uh, felt uh, material uh, products. They do uh, like uh, mats for your desk and they do all kinds of cubbies and, and buckets and all kinds of cool stuff. So um, the, the quality is fantastic. So check that out. Colby, what you watching, bud? So. Oh, a little while ago, Laura listened to the like Prince Harry audiobook biography thing, um, which prompted us to start watching Suits because Meghan Markle is is was a person <laughs> like was in the show Suits, which is on Netflix now. It's pretty good. It's like about lawyers. I assume it's it's like a documentary about what Lena's life is like most of the time. But, um, <laughs> She said that that is not true. <laughs> yeah, I, I believe that. Um, I don't know. It's it's like it's not a difficult show to watch. You don't you don't need to invest a lot of uh, brain power in it, but it's, it's pretty good. It's doing the thing now. Unfortunately, we're in like the fourth season where, like at the beginning, they were doing their lawyering and like solving lawyer cases all the time. And now it's like a sort of, you know, like everything is about the characters and like every lawyer case they have is like somehow it's like one of them is in trouble or something and it just goes on for five episodes and, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's still OK, but I, I liked it better at the beginning when they just had a like, you know, lawyer case of the week that they had to solve. More the, lawyering. The, the one thing I can say about Suits, I have not watched a lot of it. In fact, I've watched very little. But the only thing I can recall from my time watching Suits is that they had the fakest looking city skyline in the back of their office. Like you watch a TV and you know it's like a ba- fake backdrop. You know, it's not really in a skyscraper. And they had the absolute fakest looking one I've ever seen. Um, wow. And that's all I can tell you about Suits. You know, I never noticed that. See, now that's all you're going to see. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Maybe it's <laughs> maybe it's because, like, maybe you have a 4K TV or something and you just can't see it on my 1080p. 
Well, that's, you know, having a fascination with how things are made, like television and movies are made, though, that's the kind of stupid stuff I do notice. Because mm. when I'm like, that looks really, that looks bad. That looks like a cutout. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and try and take words. See, notice. maybe I'm wrong, but uh, but right. yeah, check it out. Suits on Netflix. So that whole uh, era of those USA shows where they're just like <laughs> it's generic pilot show. Yeah. Um, if, if I would recommend, what's the other? There was another one I watched. Uh, Psych is very good. Sure. Um, and then was it Royal Pains? Was another one. Oh yeah, I remember where they're doctors in the Hamptons. That was not bad. Um, I'm sure there were others too. There were an obscene amount of those that were very forgettable. What was the one? Franklin and Bash was another one. I never watched that. One. That was the one. It was the uh, uh, Mark Paul Gossler from Saved by the Bell. Is one of <laughs> is, is him and another guy are are like wisecracking lawyers. Um, and it's nice. very amusing. So good pick. Check it out on Netflix. All right, guys. I think we're heading towards the end here. Unless you guys have anything else on your big to do list. No, I've got one thing on mine, and you know what that is. got to promote my good friends over at Up for Debate, the podcast I am on with Matt. Guys, we're in the middle of our summer movie series, and uh, that I tentatively named uh, the Ford Movie Company, but Matt did not find that amusing, so you'll learn we come up with another title in our first episode on American Graffiti. This summer, guys, we are covering Harrison Ford movies that aren't Star Wars or Indiana Jones. Um so we're talking American Graffiti. We're doing the Frisco Kid. Uh, we're taping that this week. Um, we have got um, uh, Patriot Games. Uh, we got a whole bunch. We're doing like six of them. It's going to be great all summer long. And the first episode of American Graffiti is going to be up on the feed very soon. So make sure you subscribe and check it out. Um, we had a lot of fun. It's a great movie. If you haven't seen American Graffiti before, it's a lot of fun. Um, and Matt and I definitely had some opinions. So check that out. Um, over at upfordebate.tv or wherever you get podcasts. Uh, for this show, don'tpack.io is our fantastic website. We'll have links to the audio, the video, and all the pics will be right there so you don't have to do the hard searching. We did it for you. You can subscribe wherever you get podcasts. You look for that big red don't panic button and make sure you subscribe to get the latest with the video version on YouTube. And of course, uh, we're live Monday nights about 9.15 Eastern. Uh, 615 uh, Pacific uh, on the triple cast on our YouTube channel, twitch.tv slash don't panic show or on our Facebook page. And lastly, you can get a hold of us at don't panic show on Twitter or email us. Don't panic show at gmail.com. I think that's all of the plugs and the links and I'm out of breath. So we got to wrap it up here on behalf of Dan and Colby. I'm Sean. We're so thrilled to have you this week. Please come back. We'll see you next time on another great episode of don't panic. This has been a coffee and beer production, executive produced by Dan Miller, Colby Rabideau, and Sean Jennings. To learn more, visit coffeeandbeer.tv.